Okay, guys, I, I think we're going to get started. I am really, really excited about today's study group. This is the largest study group we've ever done. So that's awesome. Um, it's pretty exciting. <coughs> Just a couple, everybody is muted. Um, because if, if we're going to talk over each other, it's going to go into chaos. <laughs> um, if you have the ability to uh, make sure that your name is showing rather than your phone number or something, that would be great if you can play around with that, see how you can change that over. That would be perfect too. Um, we're going to do some polling today. So you're going to see some things pop up. We might ask for a show of hands or you're going to see an actual poll show up on your screen and we ask that you participate in, into the polls and we're going to give you results right away of those wonderful polls that we've come up with. And there is a wonderful thing called chat. You will see it probably at the bottom of your screen. It's a little chat bubble. You can either chat to the entire group or you can have individual chats with each other. Um, so just bear that in mind. Um, see, so Sonia saying hi to everyone. Hi, Sonia. Um, so that's awesome. Um, so we can ask questions through that. We can make comments through that and we can them and we encourage of course always questions and things like that as we're part of study group. Um, Russ, do you want to talk a little bit about Zoom etiquette? Right, so we sent out a sheet ahead of time. This is just a document I prepared for my team at the office but I think it'd be good for collaborative meetings. Uh, we got a big group today so raise your hand if you want to contribute. We're going to call upon everybody uh, not everybody, but if anybody wants to say anything during our meeting, try not to do other tasks during the Zoom call, such as eating, checking emails, looking at your phone. Uh, try to look into the camera um, instead of looking at yourself. Um, try to have light in front of your face. That's going to make it easier for everybody to see you. Try to have your video on. We find it's much more engaging to see people face to face. It builds the team spirit up and it's much it's a much better experience for everybody. If you're typing type quietly, uh, that doesn't really apply to today because we've got everybody muted. But if you're in a team meeting and doing this remotely with your CP team, it would be helpful. Um, use the chat feature to send links. I know that sometimes um, when I have these meetings, if somebody's shuffling papers and you have a laptop in front of you, picks up a lot of white noise, a lot of ambient noise, and it's very distracting. Again, we don't need to worry about that today because um, most of the participants are muted. So those are just some tips. Um, there's a sheet that Carrie distributed. You can add to it, take away from it, do whatever works best. But I think this is probably gonna be the new normal for a lot of us. Um, okay, over to you, Carrie. Yeah, I think, I think for a little while, and I think where we wanted to start today is that we really wanted to do a check-in with everybody to see how everybody's doing, make sure that we are all good and healthy and uh, staying in our quarantine. And so we're actually going to start our very first poll. So we're going to launch that first poll. And you everybody see that on their screen now? Nod your head if you can see it on your screen. All right, awesome. <laughs> All right, our votes are coming in. We're 74% done. Hi, Simonetta. Do you have a question? Okay, hang on. Go okay. ahead. 
Um, I'm on an iPad. Does that make a difference? Because I don't see a poll. Oh, okay. So it, it might. I'm not 100% sure. Um, we're we're going we're to read the results for everybody who doesn't yeah. uh, see. Okay. So I think we're pretty much done the polling. So um, what we've said right now is we have 71% of us are fully working from home with 18% of us working sometimes from home. And by your background, who's in the office? <laughs> so we can share those results with everyone. Brian, you want to contribute? I just like to say I'm happy to be here. Okay. Well, we're happy to have you here. <laughs> Should check uh, the second screen. Anybody on uh, screen two who wants to contribute? Oh, look at Brian. Is he working out there? <laughs> Brian, are you working out? No. Oh, there you go. He's Don't putting us all to shame. Thing, <laughs> all right. Well, that's wonderful. Brian, are you Zwifting? I, I oh. <laughs> Brian Gilbraith, are you Zwifting? I think he's on elliptical. <laughs> no, he's on his bike. He's out on the bike. You're unmuted. You're unmuted, Brian. Go ahead. I'm Zwifting, Cindy. Okay, I'll give you kudos later on uh, Strava. <laughs> so, much, so much for the tip. Zwift and uh, listen to the meeting. <laughs> so much for the tip of not getting distracted and doing other things. And, uh, and by the way, I'm on an iPad, and the poll came through fine for me. Oh, that's good to know. All right. Okay, well, hopefully the next one's because we have a few polls to do today. So hopefully those will come up. All right, All right. So our, our next subject is <laughs> gonna be tips and tricks for video meetings for professionals. So these are just, you know, some tips we came up just from doing uh, remote CP meetings in the last few weeks. Be fully prepared, like you're attending an in-person meeting. Be on time or even be a few minutes early in case you have problems getting set up. In my view, I think we should dress appropriately for the meetings. We're still professionals. We're still providing a professional service. Having your lawyer show up with a track pant and um, cut off t-shirt doesn't bode well for the profession. And clients are paying for the service. Um, if you're unsure of the technology, do test runs. Uh, Carrie and I did a trailer of us preparing for this meeting and you'll see that it's not nearly as seamless as it started off today, uh, trying to get things working. So meet with your team uh, before the clients get in, have everything ready to go. Don't start your first CP remote meeting with the clients uh, right off the gate. Make sure the technology is working. Yeah. Be aware of your surroundings. Uh, this is pretty much common sense. I know people are working from home. They got pets, they've got children. Uh, Karen Duthie has a construction team in her home right now. Uh, try to get a setting that is uh, a place where you're not going to be distracted and you can focus on the meeting. Carrie? Great tips. So also make sure we were turning off our cell phones and other distractions. Uh, nothing worse than having your cell phone going off <laughs> during the middle of a meeting. We have that in our regular meeting, so same kind of etiquette would apply there. Um, one of the really big things that we have found useful when doing Zoom meetings is making sure we have an assigned facilitator of the meeting. 
Um, we normally have one at a regular meeting where that person is taking the reins. That's usually our family professionals. Um, but somebody that's just going to help guide us through the meeting. It's great to have that as part of your professionals call. Um, make sure you still have an agenda. Um, it, just like any other meeting, we want to make sure our agendas are there and ready and that we're having them and assigning who's doing what during our pre-meetings. It makes a world of difference to keeping the meetings running smoothly. Um, what else do we have here? Um, confirm who's taking the minutes. Now here's a little bit of a trick though with Zoom is that it can record all of your things. So if you're going, I don't have time to write all of this stuff, you can transcribe your recordings later on. So a nice little quick tip on that one. Yeah, that's, that's a great tip. Uh, schedule breaks, just like a regular in-person meeting. Uh, probably even more so now, uh, lots, I would schedule regular breaks. People may need to check on their children, uh, change the movie that they're watching. They may need to let their dog out for a bile break. Um, so I think short, frequent breaks are good. It's also good for the family professionals to check in with the clients to see how the meeting's going. They can't always take the temperature of the room or see the body language when we're doing it by Zoom. So perhaps a short break would enable them to check in with both clients to see how it's progressing. Um, Carrie mentioned recording, that's great. Sharing information during the meeting, there's lots of ways you can do it. Zoom on the bottom has a, a share button, you can upload documents. Share net family property statements, financial statements. You can share the team agenda. You can share the communication guidelines. One tip I had, we were doing a meeting the other day. <clears throat> I created a, um, oh, sorry, just bear with me. I created a, oh, who's sharing here? Sonia's sharing with us her email that she's doing. <laughs> Do you want to keep it? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> Sonia, could you please exit your share? Can you end your share at the top? Thank you. <laughs> so you can see how well it works. What I did, I would pull up a Word document with an extra large font and bullets. So when we're going through goals and interests, we write it down on the Word document that's being shared with the screen. It acts like a remote post-it note that we use in a regular in-person meeting. And the clients can see the progress as you're going through goals and interests. I found that a very effective tool. Um, I think you've got the next couple points, Carrie. Yeah. So one of the things we also want to remember is to do your pre-meeting still, to set it up exactly the same way. So you're taking that 30 minutes to talk to the team. It also helps us get some of those bugs out <laughs> as we're going through things. Um, so we want to do that, but also remember to debrief as well. And you can still use doing Zoom. The nice thing about it is your host can kick people out uh, so you can get rid of the clients that way um, or once they're gone we all know that they're gone so we can still have a nice private debrief which is wonderful nice thing um, about that if you keep the video going then you don't have to log in again all the professionals are there you can do your debrief uh, right there exactly and one of the wonderful things about zoom is also we can actually move people into different rooms so that you can have a private conversation still with your client with the financial professional with the family professional we still have that ability to have private quiet time when we need to break out to be with our clients which is fabulous so we have those things uh, available to us um, but we want to make sure we're doing that brief and debriefing so that's still bookending our meetings 
And um, again, don't just end the meeting. Clients can leave when it's over and we can just keep going, which is an amazing thing to do. So we that's moving us into our next poll. Just if we could just stop before the poll. Yeah. Everybody else has tips and tricks that we haven't covered off. If you can put it into the chat room, uh, we're going to assemble a list of all the comments and everybody's contributions and share it. So there's, I'm sure there's lots we've missed. Send a chat it out. We're going to assemble a larger list for everybody at the end of the meeting. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Are we ready for poll number two? Just nod your heads. <laughs> all right. <laughs> All right, we're launching poll number two. How many collaborative meetings have you conducted you conducted using video conferencing, Zoom, FaceTime, Skype? Wow. Are we talking full collaborative meetings with everybody? No, they can just be meetings that you're doing with your team. So since since we've been starting this, how many have you been doing? Like full team and where you're doing your, maybe you're doing your call instead of having that week before call, you're doing it by um, video conference rather than by teleconferencing or by meeting people in person. Okay, we're still waiting for a few people to participate. I can see how many of you have participated, so I know when you haven't. <laughs> we have about 70% voted so far. That's correct. All right, we'll give you one more second. Carrie, it's Mark. I don't see the, uh, the questions coming up on the um, questionnaire. You can't see why. the poll. I, I'm not sure why. Mm -hmm. That's really strange. I know that, Simonetta, did you see it this time? Yeah. Oh, so it came up. This, did you see the first question mark? Carrie? No. Oh, yes. Carrie, this is Michelle. I'm on an iPhone. The first time the poll popped up, yeah. the second time it had a little icon in green that said poll. Yeah. And I had to click that to get on it. Oh, okay. So that's good to know. Did, it, did anybody else have that issue? Mark, do you see anything where you have to click on for the poll? It no. might have timed out already though, Carrie. Okay. That's true too. Okay. Well, we'll end polling. Hopefully, hopefully we'll get people seeing seeing them. So right now we have 61% um, who haven't used video conferencing quite yet. 22% um, of us have used one, one to three times, 8% four to seven, and 8% of us have used it over eight times, which is amazing. And that's, so that's great. So you can see where we're starting. We're, we're slowly starting to get used to our new surrounding and uh, our, our, uh, our new normal. Yeah. I'm just checking the chat box. Uh, yes, you can drink coffee as part of the etiquette. We do not want anybody de getting decaffeinated. And we have a question about private chat rooms. <clears throat> I think that could be a whole nother study group, but Zoom has some great video tutorials on how to use all their features, um, just short video links. So there's lots of information on the Zoom site. Yeah. Also, um, the uh, answers that you give on your polls, by the way, they are anonymous. We just get a percentage of who's answered. I don't know exactly what you've answered for each of you, just so that if there was any concern about that. So the next things we wanna talk about a little bit about are some do's and don'ts for video meetings as well. So the best thing that you can do, I, I think this is pretty obvious, is you really want to find a quiet spot. Um, 
I don't know about you guys, but um, I have a really large dog and working at home has her going crazy about the squirrels in the backyard. <laughs> so every now and then she, you can hear her crying. So it's about keeping her out, making sure she's not bothering me with squirrel noises. Um, and if others are around, you wanna use headphones. And I see that a lot of people on this call are using headphones, which is a great thing to do. Um, so especially if we're dealing with sensitive information, um, and encouraging our clients to use headphones as well, because if kids are there, you don't necessarily want them to hear everything that's going on in these calls. Russ? Yeah, just with respect to the kids, obviously everybody's got um, some, or lots of people have kids they need to care for. If you have clients who are participating in a remote CP meeting, Maybe they can arrange for a family member in the house to watch the kids for an hour or two while the meeting's occurring. And maybe we can arrange for breaks whenever it's necessary for them to attend the kids. Ideally, it would just be the professionals and the clients participating in the Zoom room with the kids um, running around in the meeting. It'd be a little bit distracting. Um, use breakout rooms for chat with your lawyer or family professional. Again, we talked about this already. Uh, we've had a remote CP meeting earlier this week where the family professional was concerned that she wasn't going to be able to take the temperature of the room or read body language. Um, and so that was a feature that was open to her. It turned out the meeting was fine. We didn't need to break into a separate chat room. Uh, but we need to meet, be mindful of the temperature of the room and sometimes clients may get overwhelmed or the professional team may be moving at a pace much quicker than they're used to. Uh, they're getting used to the technology as well, and we're giving them lots of information and data. So it's good just to consider a chat room as an option. You don't have to end the meeting. You just break out into the chat room and the, the meeting continues. Carrie? Yeah, the, the chat rooms have been a wonderful thing. I know uh, I've been uh, lucky to participate in several meetings now by Zoom. And uh, other than learning how to put people into their own, their own rooms and everything else, they've worked really, really well. And I, I think that the clients have appreciated having that capability of us being able to do that, which is a wonderful thing. Yeah. Um, another, the other tip thing be, another tip would be just check, you know, the lawyer and the family professional can check in with the clients half an hour before the meeting starts. Of course. You can get them in the right frame of mind and get them ready for the, uh, the full team meeting. Absolutely. Russ, do you want to keep going? Because this is all about courts. Right. New clients and how to get them out of the court system. Um, well, if you have a mixed practice, which means if you're doing a bit of civil litigation or family and collaborative, this is probably the best opportunity to convert clients over to collaborative practice. Um, I'm being told that the court will not be setting new conference dates until June at the earliest. Um, that was, uh, Justice Gonzalez mentioned that to me on one of my last conferences that I had. So we're gonna be three or four months uh, absent an emergency where clients are gonna need to resolve their dispute. I think this is a great forum for any existing court files that you have to ask clients to consider this process. Um, we're, we're getting lots of calls, clients need service now. And um, some, parents are using COVID-19 in attempts to change custody. Uh, the court, in my view, uh, should step in if that occurs. Um, but 
if you have a court order or parenting agreement, they need to get it enforced. Uh, clients are in desperate need of family law lawyers right now. We're, we're seeing lots of access issues, lots of safety concerns. Um, families who work in, uh, in the frontline services or nursing homes, uh, the other parents concerned about exposing their child to COVID-19. Some of that's talked about in the case law already that we have three or four cases that have come out. Further, I think this forum promotes uh, social distancing and safety of our staff and our clients. So it's a great, that's another selling feature you can, um, you can explain to them. We still have clients wanting to attend at the office and we don't permit it unless it's absolutely necessary to have the document executed. Um, this is a safe environment in terms of isolating each other from, from any health concerns, but it also enables us to have the face-to-face -face contact. Um, I've been finding, I don't know about everybody else in the group, is that the lawyers and the teams that I've been working with, their schedules are starting to open up. People are getting fewer emails. There's less in-person meetings. Um, it, I find that scheduling virtual meetings is easy. We don't need the physical boardroom. We don't need to set it up with snacks. We don't need to coordinate travel time and everybody's schedules. Um, the teams I've been working with last week and this week have been incredibly flexible in terms of setting up professional calls and setting up full team meetings. Our clients are at home. So provided they have the technology, they're more than willing to participate. If they don't, there's probably a family member who has a smartphone or who has an iPad that they can borrow so they can use this form. So those would be my comments about trying to convert clients to collaborative practice, given this is gonna be the new normal for at least three or four months, maybe longer. And uh, those are just some tips that I've had that um, I've been experiencing over the last couple of weeks. That's great, Russ, thank you. So we also want to talk about some of the challenges that our clients might be having through all of this. And I think the two biggest uh, challenges that they may be looking at right now is what if they're living in the same house? Um, we all know that we have clients that are like that right now. And um, what about the kids? Because everybody's home. So it, it's really, really difficult to have a private conversation with kids. I don't know, I think everybody, especially the moms in the room can kind of attest to the fact the only time my children ever really want to talk to me is when I'm in the bathroom or I'm on the phone. Uh, they really don't want to see me otherwise. So it's kind of like the dog's the same way. But can I think, I sorry? Can I comment on this for a sec? Uh, yes, you can. Thank you. I have dealt with a number of files now in the last, 10 days around access or parenting schedules, kids going to a parent who is an essential service. So they are having to go to a parent who has been at work and been exposed in his workplace or her workplace to a number of people. So a recent decision, one of the parents took a motion, a recent decision came down in court March 24th over this issue and the parent was ordered to let the child go, it was a nine-year-old boy um, in, in that case. So, you know, I've been kind of using that a little bit to, to orient people and say, you know, it's very difficult, but I've also taken parents through a routine that if you're in an essential service, you need to come back and 
when you get home, you have to take all your clothes off in the laundry room, put them into the washing machine. It's like this whole ordeal. Um, get showered before you connect with your kids or pick up your kids. So that, that's been kind of what I've been directing. But um, And people are saying, yep, we'll do that. That's good. Because, you know, this is so it's, it's, it's one way to handle it. No, that's great. Thank you, Bev, for that. It's, it's really helpful. So one of, the, one of the things that we thought about when we were looking at how do, we, how do we do these Zoom meetings or video conferencing meetings with our clients when we have them living in the same house. So one of the things that we came up with is, well, they can go on different floors. Um, although we did have in one of our meetings earlier this week, the funny part where the husband would go, well, just a second, I'm just going to run upstairs and talk to her. <laughs> so there is always those challenges. Um, so we have a little bit of that. Um, we can always say to one party, if they're not sure about how this would work, is somebody willing to sit in their vehicle and be a part of the conversation that way? There, there are other ways that we can do it. And then how can we get the kids or pets to be quiet and away from interrupting the meetings? And what do we do and how do we handle it when um, kids do interrupt our meetings? How, how do we handle that? Um, any thoughts? Well, that's the pot calling the kettle black. I remember your dog participating in the meeting earlier this week. She did. <laughs> she thought she would make herself known to everyone here and, and just kind of wanted to see what everybody was up to and then scoot it away again. Well, maybe people can put their hands up who want to contribute and then we'll unmute them. And, yeah. Okay. Go ahead, Doug. So everybody can unmute themselves. All you have to do is click the top, click your right, click your name, and you can mute or unmute. It's the host who has the ability to allow people to mute or unmute themselves. It's one of the features of Zoom. Great. Carrie, you have the ability to allow people to mute or unmute. Yep. Muting all is one thing, but everybody has the ability to unmute. Great. Thanks for letting us know that, Doug. That's wonderful. Carrie, we're Carrie. having a, a mutiny on our hands. <laughs> I think, Karen, you wanted to say something about what we were just talking about? Um, I was just going to say when Russ was asking about the signal, um, perhaps like if we were in a meeting, like we could use like if somebody came into the room, just everybody putting their hand up, like to signal that people, somebody's come in the room who you don't want to hear. Yeah, it's a great idea. Connie? Okay. Um, that's why at the beginning of the meeting, I actually flagged that I have the three kids. Like I've put them all on notice that they're not supposed to come in, but I like to warn at the beginning, just that that is a possibility. So, um, if they do come in, I would put up my hand or at least somebody, people know that that's a possibility. That's great. Thank you for that. Anybody else want to chime in on ideas of how we can keep our parties? Hi. Yeah. yeah um, the other thing too is if somebody does walk in, like this morning I had kids walk in, we called a break at that point. The kids needed dad. And so, so let's take a five minute break. Dad can go and get them settled, get them a snack and what have you. And then we resumed and gave everybody a chance to do their own bio break as well. But just be understanding that breaks may occur a little more often in this yeah. format than in, in the face to deal with some of those kinds of circumstances. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. Thank you. Yeah, you're going to need to be patient and practical for sure. Does anybody have any tips for parents who are in the same home, how they can both participate in a collaborative meeting? Bev? 
Um, I've had situations when I've been Skyping and doing collaboratives where they have either been in separate rooms using their own separate devices. Um, that has worked or they've done it together. That has also worked um, via Zoom or Skype. Of course, it depends on the dynamic between the couple. But um, I've had one be in the bathroom and one be in the garage. <laughs> so it's, it, it's really dependent on the situation. And sometimes it's not safe, period, to do it. So you don't. So that, that was a great question, Russ. Thank you. Cindy, you're up. I think also is when we start our meetings, we often start out with communication guidelines and protocols. And I think if we address it as an issue right at the beginning of the meeting, and saying as part of our communication guidelines and protocols to ensure that everybody you know gets to that it's fair to everybody that we talk about it right at the start and we set it out that this is the respect that we will give each other is to have the separate space mm -hmm. so do you think off the bat sort of addressing the uh, white elephant in the room before the meeting. Yeah, like, like we start meetings with guidelines and like often the family professional will start off talking about guidelines and of communication for the meeting and add that in as one of the new guidelines. Yeah, no, I think that's a great idea. Yeah, that's a great tip. Anybody else uh, suggestions for clients and parents who are in the same house during remote Zoom meetings? Don? Brian? I just have a question about um, when you unmute, or can you talk over me while I'm talking right now? Like if you are talk, or is it only one person can talk? It's really only one person at a time. You'll see that as people are talking, there's a yellow um, highlight around your name. So when it, it gets very difficult to talk over people, although it'll jump around a little bit and it'll settle on the person that's talking. Okay, because, um, uh, Stacy and Sherry and I had a meeting where I think when one person started talking, their yellow turned off, the next one turned on, and if you started talking, so we didn't have this mute feature on, so it's a good thing to have. So if the clients are, everybody's muted, um, you can talk, um, and then once you stop, they unmute. So yeah. they can't talk over you, is that right? Yeah, that would be correct. Yeah, we, we ran, uh, we do our office team meetings by Zoom. And initially it was terrible. We were getting feedback, a lot of white noise. Um, we tried using our conference line. And then now we just mute everybody. And the, the sound's great. <laughs> so Carrie, one other comment. You've asked people to raise their hands to do something. Yes. The easy way to raise hands is go to participants. And yeah. highlight your name. And at the bottom, there's a little blue raise hand should show up no, and there's all there's also reactions you should be able to see reactions where you can do it as well so you can see where i've put a little hand up there too can you applaud yeah. right there you so go Sonia's Locked got up. her hand up i've got my hand up in participants or i lowered it yeah right. it's going to take a little bit of time for all of us to learn this new technology you know some of us have used it a little bit more than others which is okay you know, we're, we're here to help each other and guide us through. This is uncharted waters for all of us, what we're going through. So we're all just gonna be a little patient with each other. We'll find new things whenever anybody has any new tips or something that they find out that they think we should all know. Just send it a blast, let us all know because we all wanna know how to get better at this. Um, like Russ said earlier, this might be our new normal for a little while, but I can also see 
in the future as we're going through that this may be a really wonderful thing for some of our clients. We have clients that travel extensively for work. Um, we have times when, you know, the weather in Ontario is not always fantastic. Um, we do get that great snowstorm always at the worst possible moment. Um, so these are some options that we can always look at. So we have some alternatives, which isn't right. a bad thing for us. Right. And considering we have almost 50 people here today and this is new to everybody, I think we're off to a great start. Donna, you had your hand up earlier. Is there something you want to um, add in? Sorry, I got just going to unmute you. Can you unmute your device? We can't hear you. Sorry about that. No, no, actually, I didn't mean to wave my hand, but I just wondered while I'm on here, will you be able to show us how to use the whiteboard or on, on this video? Or have you guys used the whiteboard for collaborative cases? You mean uh, a Word document or a whiteboard? Well, there was a whiteboard function. There is. I just have to find it. Probably would be in the sharing section. Yeah. Like I said, whatever tips and tricks we find, we'll make sure that we pass those along to everyone. Um, there you go. Hey, cool. Thanks, Bev. Okay, great. Thank you. Right away. <laughs> so that's wonderful. So there's all sorts of great things like that that we can do. So can I just ask, is that sharing a screen? Or is that the whiteboard? Deb was sharing her screen with the whiteboard. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. That's wonderful. Um, the next thing we want to talk about, and I'm really in. Oh, sorry, Brian. Go ahead. How did you do that, Bev? It's great. But how do? You, is there a tutorial? I'm going to is share. Is Jonathan Pate sending us a tutorial? Like he did that. It? Yes, he did that. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's how I will know how to do it by looking at Jonathan's tutorial. You just click share at the bottom and all the different ones come up and it'll show you whiteboard. You just click on it. Okay. Okay. I just see uh, Sonia had a good question. Whether to use the basic Zoom, which is free, or the professional one, which I think is uh, 15 bucks a month or something, but currently they have a one month promotion for free. I would recommend the professional one for a couple of reasons. This the basic one times it after I think 40 or 45 minutes. Yeah. And out of your meeting. I would like to participate in a collaborative team meeting that lasted 45 minutes. I don't think that's ever happened. Uh, the second reason I think we should be supporting these companies that are providing us with the technology to be able to do this. So uh, 15 bucks a month to buy the licensing fee uh, is certainly well worth it in my view. It's better than putting our health at risk and meeting people in person. Absolutely, I agree with you. Do we have, is it time for a poll? It's been a while. What do you think, Carrie? Ah, uh, sure. Let's do our next poll. Is that on our queue? Not quite yet. All right. Okay. Now finish finish your next one, then we'll go to the poll. All right. So the next one, I really want to talk to our family professionals that are here, and I'm really hoping that they. Um, can give us some good information about, um, you know, there's abuse issues in a lot of these families and we're starting to hear a bit more of things coming out. And I'd really love to know how, if there are abuse issues in families, um, 
have this dynamic of having them having to be possibly quarantined together or doing meetings and that is affecting our work. Um, how, how, can you let us know what we all need to know um, about dealing with families that have abuse issues? Any thoughts? Yeah, here it's uh, Jonathan Painter talking. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah, it's uh, it's a really serious concern um, because it does greatly increase the risk of abuse, and I think um, a lot of people won't necessarily know that all the services that are um, normally available for women are considered essential. So they're all still operating. Um, they've increased um, the amount of legal support that they have through places like Luke's Place. So they have like a 1-800 number that you can call to get advice. Um, I went on the Legal uh, Aid Ontario page today and um, they've updated their website so that um, there's a button that comes up at the bottom of the page that you can click and it will instantly close the page so your partner can't see what you've been looking at and it doesn't register on your history. <coughs> so, um, yeah, I think that uh, uh, it, it, it's also really important to keep in mind that our uh, video conferencing, it can't be done by phone. Um, there's a requirement that we have to be able to uh, see the person, even if it's not face-to-face, -face, in order to complete our, um, our uh, domestic violence screening. So this, this sort of... Um, uh, platform is really important, including during meetings, so that we can have private conversations with people. Uh, we just want to be really mindful that if both parties are still in the house together, that that might cause some problems um, in terms of privacy. We have to be really careful about that. And maybe try to arrange for one of the par uh, parents to be at another house during the meeting so that we can ensure the privacy. That's great. Anyone else uh, of our family professionals? Anyone? Yeah, it um, yes. Um, so I can send you all an article that's come out in terms of how some tips to give women who are abused in this particular situation. Um, when you contact them, don't text them, don't email them, phone them directly to check in with them on a regular basis. That's one of the things. Um, and and you know certainly canvas with them if they safely can go to another location during this period of time to socially isolate like a parent's home or a friend's home or a relative's home um offer that uh, offer them if if you're in a position to do it anybody a monetary gift to help support them because food is withheld there are a number of things that happen in this process um that that's important and you know just be a really positive connection for them in the outside world so that they can connect with you you know let them access you through through uh, your cell phone you know caution them about how they do that and when they do that you know in order to keep themselves safe so there are some articles that have come out deborah sinclair who is on the death review committee has been you know accessing some of this stuff and putting it on twitter and instagram for people to see and i can certainly share that with the group if that would be helpful that's wonderful thank you bob that's great bob thank you can i just add one more quick thing uh, just something bev said uh, remind me um if you are calling them you also have the option of uh i think it's star 67 where um, there's no record of who it is that's calling, and that, that could be a helpful uh, tip for people if, if 
the other person's worry about their partner finding out who they're talking to. So star 67 now has a fee attached to it and appears on a bill. So it's not as it used to be. The best thing to do is on your iPhone or any cell phone, you have show my caller ID button, which you can turn off. So it comes up as, as no caller ID. So they wouldn't be able to track who called, which would enable somebody. And I've instructed people to say that it's a telemarketer. You know, you don't know who it was, telemarketer. You try to make your phone calls very short so that, you know, he's not looking at how long you spoke to someone. There's just a number of those things. But thanks for thinking of that, Jonathan. Great. I was going to also mention um, uh, one of the things that I have been doing uh, with a few clients recently, especially because they have been in abusive relationships and in the home is doing some safety planning with them. So I know in the region, work at a women's shelter, they're actually uh, putting some of the women into hotels, ones, um, just to kind of provide extra safety because there's not enough space in the actual shelters themselves. So we'll do some safety planning around like uh, code words. So if um, they were to call me or I were to call them to have like a code phrase or a code word, um, and also what, what would their plan of action be? So having a bag packed maybe hidden somewhere with the, um, uh, their documents or extra clothes maybe at a parent's house or something like that. This situation with COVID-19 has, uh, it's a whole different uh, animal because normally with safety planning, there's so many alternatives of places they, they can go. Um, here, it's pretty much a women's shelter. And by the way, a lot of the women's shelters are not allowing women into the shelter because of COVID-19 concerns. So that's why they are finding um, alternate locations. So if, if the women's shelter is a house, but there's 10 rooms, women are not allowed in the house. So um, that's been a little strain on women's shelters because trying to find alternative places still have to pay out of their pocket at this point because the government hasn't provided any assistance yet. So. Oh, that's great, Jen. Cindy, you had a comment as well? Oh, I was gonna, Minnie said it. I was gonna say, have an exit plan, right? To go bag packed and ready to go. Either keep it at a, your parents or somewhere else safe in the house where, where your partner can't find it. And have, have an exit plan for yourself and for the children if possible. So planning ahead is going to be hugely important in these yeah, situations. That's great. Melissa, I saw that you had had your hand up earlier as well. I was just going to say that I think it's important, uh, even if we're using the breakout rooms, you're never quite sure if the other person is listening in. And I think it's important to do a quick follow-up call. Uh, maybe later on that day or the next morning quite quickly after the call to make sure that there was nothing that you weren't aware of after meeting on a break and maybe just choose your words carefully. It's a great plan. Yeah, chat rooms indicating uh, Luke's place is in desperate need of volunteers to help out with pro bono clinic. Uh, I think Jenny sent out a link. Um, if anybody is able to help, that's in the chat room. Yeah. It's wonderful. Thank you for doing that, everyone. Um, should we do our, our next poll there, Russ? Well, any other contributions on this topic before we move on? Just want to make sure we give everybody a chance. Anyone on page two? <laughs> well, we're looking good on page two. So yeah, let's do our next poll. We want to be mindful of everybody's time. Yeah, so we're going to go to poll question number three. 
So we're launching this poll now. Have you had to lay off any staff? That's the next thing that we wanted to know. You guys are fast on this one. Is it coming up this time, Mark? Sorry, I don't see the question, but I think I can answer it. Um, in the participant section at the bottom, there's a, a yes, no, raise hand function. So yeah, perfect. Great. So just give everybody a few more seconds to answer our poll. Right, we're gonna end our poll now. So, a whopping 92% of us have everyone is still working, so that is wonderful. 6% of us have a few people, and 3% uh, of us um, unfortunately have had to lay everyone off. So it's, it's, it's really nice to see though that we have the majority of people are still working throughout this uh, issue that we have going on, so that's great. Thank you for answering that. All right, so let's move on to our next subject, uh, the positives that can come out of this pandemic. Maybe we'll make this a bit of a rapid fire. I think Carrie and I will lead on a few of the topics and then if everybody or anybody wants to contribute, that would be fantastic. So the first one's for families. Obviously, in my view, the positive is we get to spend more time with our families. Um, it's sort of like an extended Christmas holiday at our house. We're doing puzzles and playing games. I'm playing basketball with my daughter in the driveway, which I wouldn't be doing if I was at the office. So that's one positive I've had, but maybe if people want to share their experiences, that'd be great. Anybody can unmute at this point and just shout out any positive that you have. That would be great, especially for families. Um, or even individuals. I know one of the things that I've really found as a positive is that I'm learning new skills, which is pretty awesome. Zoom being one of them. <laughs> Constance? Like having the best time ever, and I know I shouldn't say that, um, but it's, I, I never take time off and just stay at home. So to be at home and like uh, yesterday, if you know, if I could show the video, my kids didn't want to take out the recycling, so they created a whole like pulley system through our house that involved like ro remote control robots. Today we had a catapult competition where like I'm probably not working as much as I should be, but uh, it's so rare that you have like the time to just like do stuff, right? Like everything's canceled. It's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Anyone else? Anybody on page two? <laughs> Karen's got her hand up. Why don't you go ahead, Karen? think that you know we're putting uh, more work-life balance in and um, you know I think that's probably positive for all of us and especially maybe not so positive for our uh, wallets but I think much more positive for our mental health more life less work absolutely yeah Sharon unmute yourself please there you go there she did it <laughs> Um, yeah, with with the whole pandemic and the worries around it, it makes you realize how important it is to look after yourself. And so, you know, being sure to take those good long walks with no one else around, um, yeah. still are struggling with the work-life balance um, because now the laundry's screaming at you while you're trying to get the files done, mm. so figuring out times in the day to allocate. And I think. Um, what we've been trying to do and 
each day is different is to come up with some kind of schedule format that um, allows you to fit everything in in the day. Surprisingly, the days so far are going by very fast, not super busy with legal work necessarily. And it tends to kind of fill up the time because, you know, looking down the road, it's looking kind of empty and bleak. So trying to spread out the resources. And looking out for family members who might be on their own or in isolation. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I've been cooking for my parents and sending care packages. Yeah. My brother retired a couple of years ago and I said, well, what have you, what have you been doing? He goes, I've been busier than ever. You know, like there's no Saturday and Sunday breaks. Every day is busy and it, I, I'm beginning to feel the way he is. But, That's great. I think we have comments uh, from Abby and then from Sonia. There you go. Okay, so I agree with everyone um, with spending more time with family, but I have a 15-year-old who is doing school from home online, and I get to see him as a student. And that's quite something. <laughs> get to see how, because he's got all of this going on, get to see how he interacts and how he participates in school. And that's something you never get to see um, the inside of your children's classroom. So that's the positive for me. Nice. Oh, that's wonderful. And Abby Sonia? was on screen too, whoever wanted to know. Sonia, yes, uh, you're up next. Yeah. Sonia, do you want to unmute yourself? Wasn't me. I have a hand up for you. <laughs> Go ahead, Bev. Thanks, Russ. So it was my daughter's 30th birthday last Thursday. So Happy needless birthday. to say, <laughs> needless to say, she, we couldn't be with her. <laughs> we were all in separate places. So that's a bit, that's been a bit of an issue, but at the same time, I have to acknowledge it's a great relief. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of loving not have the obligation to do stuff. <laughs> I confess, you know, you can just say, sorry, can't do anything. And it's like covered, right? It's, there's, there's a number of things in life where that's occurred. And it's just, it's actually so freeing. <laughs> that awful? Anyway, I just wanted to share that. <laughs> Don, I think you had your hands up and then Brian. Sure. Thanks. So one thing I'm in particular going to have lots of free time, as Sharon says, maybe more of us will have more free time as we're not as busy. I think it's a great opportunity to work on things to make collaborative more uh, improve it, like Brian's uh, flat fee work and figuring out, all of us figuring out technology better, because I think if we, the more we make it more accessible, more cost effective, the better it'll be. So I think all these side projects that we don't never seem to have time for, suddenly we'll have more time to do that. Yeah, that's great. Brian? Um, on a down note, I worry about my two of my three children who are self-employed and how long they will, and, and they're in um, helping professions where they'll be the last to go back to work. Um, on a positive note, I've made uh, six liters of maple syrup because I've all, all the time in the world to boil and collect sap. Uh, we would all like some. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Cindy's got her hand up, I think. And has a cottage in- industry now of selling maple syrup to all of his friends. <laughs> Cindy? I think as well as spending time at home and, and, and working with our families, we all talk about how we would love to reconnect with our colleagues. 
and have coffee or have lunch and don't have the time to do it. I think this is an opportunity to set up virtual meetings and have a coffee together and talk about our practices, talk about what we're doing, talk about each other and get to know each other and reconnect as a professional community with our colleagues. That's a great point. Yeah, just on that note, um, we have recently, and I mentioned this to Brian Gilbraith, we do a Zoom happy hour each night with uh, three or four of our neighbors. So uh, wine is required. Yes. And we just sit around and chat about our day and what's going on. And it's just a great way to connect with your neighbors. Uh, one is literally across the road from me and the other one's about four, four uh, houses up. So I, I initially anticipated that this would be like a ladies wine thing, but all the husbands wanted in on it. And uh, I think our first or second happy hour went three hours. Uh, wow. Woke up the next morning with a sore head. But so now I'm calling last call after 20 minutes because. Uh, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> pace yourself. But it's just a nice way to connect using this platform, right? And with the video enabled, it's, uh, it gives you a different sense of uh, community. I think that's a fabulous idea. Brian, go ahead. I heard someone uh, say online, um, this is the third time this week I've gone to the liquor store to get two weeks worth of alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that was you, Russ, I'm not sure. I had my neighbor deliver mine, and holy cow, it's a lot of work just taking it from the porch inside the house. So I'm going to own a beer for sure. There's actually a local restaurant in Whitby that what they're doing, um, it's the Brock House, Many of you will know because that's where I had John's uh, retirement party. What they will do is they will do a full meal for your family, and you can order wine and beer to go with it. You can get four packs or six packs. So just so you know, that's something new. My wife Anita and I have quite an interesting situation. Just as all of this was happening, our son uh, and his wife and family were starting a renovation in their home, and they found some rather nasty insulation in the attic. So we've gone from a household of two a household of seven. So Andrew and his wife and our th three of our four grandkids are now living with us. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> so we are uh, utilizing every avenue to get beer and wine delivered to the house. <laughs> Cindy, go ahead. LCBO delivers. They take too long. <laughs> Plan ahead. We have to order food three and four days and five days in advance. Start thinking about what you're going to need in four or five days from now. Plan ahead. All right. That was great fun. So I think that takes us into our next poll, doesn't it, Russ? Um, before we go to the poll, just a few more points. Um, so positives for individuals, obviously, were new learning skills. Positive for work, we're learning to adapt and improving our remote capabilities. Uh, for our practices, we're learning to new ways to attract clients. And for society, our talking point was good chance this is gonna reduce commuting um, once this is over. I've enjoyed um, doing my professionals brief by, you know, instead of doing the traditional phone call where you're gonna prepare for a meeting, I can see us continuing to use Zoom or Skype to do professional calls uh, prior to the meeting just to get that face-to-face -face contact. 
especially if you're working with a new team. So those are just some pointers that uh, we were going to discuss, but let's move into our poll and be mindful of everybody's time. Okay, so in, in keeping in mind what Russ just mentioned, the more time with family, new learning skills, adapting and improving remote capabilities, learning new ways to help clients, reducing commute to work or other, and let us know what your other is in our chat room. I really love that this polling thing is here. This is fun. Uh, <laughs> Give it a few more seconds for everyone to lock in their votes, as they say. All right. So at the end of our poll, we have 32% uh, of us are enjoying more time with our family. Uh, next step would be 24% of us are adapting and improving our remote capabilities. Tied at 14% or others. So you're gonna let us know in the chat room what those things are and learning new skills. And tied for, uh, I guess, fourth place will be learning new ways to help clients and reducing our commute to work. You have to admit the commute from upstairs to downstairs is amazing. There's no traffic, no lights. I'm the queen of the red lights. I've had no red lights today. It's been great. I've really enjoyed it. Bev's other is she's learning retirement sucks. <laughs> that's a good one. I like that. What else we have in our chat room? Lots of great chats in here. Um, oh, I like Nicole. I like Nicole Coffee and Pavars about bringing compassion. Really yeah. like that. All right, so this has been a great meeting, guys. Um, we're approaching the end, so we're going to bring the train into the station. Want to thank everybody for their input and logging in. This is something new for everybody. We do have Julie. Did you have something you want to say, or are you just waving? It's me, Sharon. I was just wondering. I have a question about how are people handling um, signing contracts? I know a couple of my files were just about ready to sign the agreements. Right. We use a, a program called DocuSign. Uh, it's seamless. It's a bit expensive, but it works real, really well. Then um, one idea I had with a lawyer that we're working with on a file, the client needs the separation agreement to get her financing for a new home. So we're going to just do um, a notarized copy or certify that it's a true copy. Uh, the DocuSign is uh, so that's how that's what we're using, it seems to be working. But I know there, Adobe has a program. There's lots of other programs. I think there was a program mentioned in the chat box. Um, what else is everybody using that seems to be working well? Melissa? I just did a tutorial today on a program called Vaulty. That's what I put in the chat box. Um, this is one that uh, I think the LSO has talked a bit on their website. And there was a rumor that maybe the courts might be using it. The beauty about this, rather than DocuSign, which I've also used in the past, is that uh, there's actually a, a feature where the signatory has to upload their, um, their uh, driver's license, and then you have to take a selfie, and they do like AI to verify that the selfie matches the picture on the, the um, license itself. And then you get a full report about all the screening they've done. And so it actually, what he said to me, becomes a certified original. Oh, excellent. And there's excellent. also a nice feature about um, every single time they have to sign something, 
even if they've already done the verification, you have to take a selfie to verify that you're the one who actually applied the signature on the page. How much does that cost, you know? I think we said, so for right now, they're offering two free months. You have to buy a year package and it depends on the package you get. So how much you send, but I think it's around $20 a month. That's good. Anybody else using signing programs? Anyone? All right, so we have one last. Uh, now we're can, gonna I, some... can I ask a question? Sorry, before we yeah. leave to the family professional, this has to do with our, um, the platform that we're using. I know for my college, I can only use certain encrypted platforms. So um, I think a certain level of Zoom does have it, which you have to pay quite a bit. But what are the other, like I, I use .me for my own telehealth. Anything that kind of uh, barriers in terms of collaborative, where we're kind of going against our college uh, requirements as, as therapists. Any ideas about that from other family professionals? Minnie, are you a social worker? I'm a registered psychotherapist. So you just want to make sure that the um, platform you're using is um, uh, FIFA. FIFA and, and PETA, yeah. PETA. Yeah. Um, yeah. Compliant and Zoom is. Um, and what you want to look and see is if they have the end-to-end -end encryption. Does that seem important? Some, right. some yeah. uh, platforms like Skype don't have that end-to-end -end encryption. Um, but the, the Zoom platform that, that I use is only uh, uh, it's $200 for the year. So taxes in. Was so it for the year? Okay. That's uh, what I so it's not that expensive. Okay. Thank you. We're good to go? Okay. Yeah. Let's get to the fun stuff. We're going to <laughs> unmute everybody. Um, we want to know what's keeping you busy away from work and chat us your best three binge-worthy TV shows, movies, and documentaries. I just uploaded my list to uh, the chat box. Uh, I just so did mine. <laughs> Netflix, Apple, whatever's keeping you sane. Let's hear what everybody's doing to keep you busy while, while you're at home. And everybody's now unmuted, so it's a free for all. We'll see you all. Recall Saul season five. On the treadmill. <laughs> We watched the movie, The Zookeeper's Wife, uh, which makes you feel like uh, our circumstances are pretty tame compared to what they were going through in Second World War. Yep. Yeah, that's a sad movie. Very sad. Hmm. Watching old Blue Jays games. So that movie is based on a true story. And I actually, when I went to Poland a number of years ago for a Holocaust program, I had the pleasure and the honor of being child who was saved in that zoo by the speaker's wife. Cool. Yeah. I'm sorry, I like Melissa's answer in the chat box the best so far. <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> My children from fighting. <laughs> you use Disney movies for that, don't you? <laughs> That lasts about 15 minutes. A yeah. girlfriend's guide to divorce on Amazon Prime is good. <laughs> Melissa, can you come to our house and keep us from fighting? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> 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 Clearly, blank twice if you need help. 
<laughs> Super in our family, we're not getting more family time. We're isolated from the rest of our family. <laughs> oh. oh, these are great. Oh, I like Josh's walking, padding, and brushing padding. <laughs> padding is really happy your home. <laughs> Oh, that's great. I love these. These are so funny. Is there any way to um, uh, print out all of these suggestions or are they lost at the end of the uh, our chat? Where it says file at the bottom of the chat, Yeah. you can bring it up and you can put it on Google Drive or a Dropbox if you have that. Oh, I see. Thank you. Yeah, we're we're gonna try to compile a list of every uh, of uh, the tips and everything else for everybody. So. What's the man in a high castle like? Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, Jason, you put that. Is it good? It's really good. It's fantastic. I went through. Can can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I went through four seasons in about a week and a half. Wow. It's fantastic. It's do, does everybody know the concept of or the yeah. premise of the show? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's it's, it's if what, the Nazis and the Japanese won. Right. Yeah. What if? Yeah. Exactly. What if they won the World War? What life would be like in North America? Oh my God. Okay. That sounds good. What's yeah. it called? Man, Man in the, in the high, high Castle. Castle. Man in the High Castle. Basically, the Japanese and the Germans split North America in half. The Japanese took over the West Coast. The, the Nazis took over the East Coast. And basically, it's actually kind of in current time, what would be a ground movement run by the American Communist Party. It's actually quite very insane. Get on Amazon Prime. I Sounds think. like a great yes. cheerful uh, yeah. thing to watch. <laughs> Amazon Prime. Now let's all watch it. <laughs> I noticed what? nobody put down pandemic as something to watch. <laughs> Contagion. <laughs> I just realized that people who speak or have questions get moved to the first screen. Yeah. So yeah. next time we do this, if you want to be on the A team, you're gonna to have to contribute. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't want to be a bench warmer. <laughs> fantastic, Carrie. Well, I, I'm, I'm just wondering if, if before we sign off today and everything else, I really want to thank everyone for making time and joining us today for our very first virtual study group. Um, I think it's been a great success. And thank you so much for everybody's wonderful comments, suggestions, sharing of information. This is what today group's about. And this is also what Collaborative's about. So it's pretty amazing things. Before we do sign off, does anybody have any other questions or comments or anything that they want to make? Karen? So I was just thinking, Carrie, just administratively, is there any way for um, the program to take attendance so that we can pass that in for our study groups? I already have all of that. So everybody that's on here, I already have everybody who has signed in. I have all of your information already. And I've already applied it to our study group timesheets for both York and Durham. Because just to remind everybody, this was a York and Durham st combined study group. So everybody's getting credit for their time today as part of what you need for your- We have a few hands up. Abby, you want to go first? Yeah, I just wanted, I just personally wanted to say thank you to Russell and Kerry for doing this. This is excellent. Mm -hmm. And um, some of us 
would not would not know where we would be if we didn't have access to this sort of information. So I thank you personally. Thank you, Abby. Oh, thank Donna, do you have your hand up? No, no, but thank you anyway, though. Appreciate everything you're doing. <laughs> okay, your hand's up on your screen. Just oh, you sorry. I think that was an old one. Sorry. I'm getting <laughs> Don, is that an old like? hand or a new hand that you have? Jason, what's the name of that show again? <laughs> Man in the High Castle. On Amazon Prime, Bri. Okay. Can you imagine what it would be like if we didn't have this technology and this was happening? Yeah. Okay. Take care. Crazy. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. This has been excellent. Great community of ideas and sharing. Mm -hmm. um, really appreciate your input. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Nice to see everyone.